0: Press the button, my friend. The Out of Show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus studio.
1: Check,
2: check, check.
0: Man, we've got a uh, crazy QB room in Oxford that we don't know what it's going to look like over the next few months. And then baseball season starts uh, Friday as the reigning national champs take on Delaware. And according to my weather app, the high is going to be 41 on Friday. So uh, bundle up, all you crazy, rabid college baseball fans, the, the highs are a whopping 47 in Starville for whatever that's worth. Both teams going to kind of kick it up a notch. Ole Miss, it looks here, is going to play at four. I don't know if they're going to move that up or not. Mississippi State's going to play at three. And then I see a noon first pitch for the Rebs um, on Saturday, which is smart, get a little sunshine. Uh, Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by RPT and Rick's Pro Truck. Number one uh, Jeep truck accessory. Stores in Mississippi, ricksprotruck.com, RPT and Gluckstadt, Flowwood, and RPT commercial. We're going to go to the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line and welcome in uh, Stephen Willis with Locked on Ole Miss to talk uh, Ole Miss football and baseball. Stephen, good morning. How are you? How
2: are you doing, Bo? You doing all right?
0: I'm doing well. Uh, I'm I'm even better now that we've got all this uh, these transfers coming into Ole Miss because it's plenty of content for me this spring. Maybe even wrap it into this summer. How do you see this? I mean, I thought Jackson Dart had a really good year considering um, they didn't have a great wide receiver on the roster, which is unusual for for Ole Miss the la- most of the time the last twelve years or so. Um, but then he goes out and gets Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma state and walker howard from lsu uh, how do you see this thing playing out this spring or summer
2: well on my show i had bill flowers he came on and he broke down jackson dart his first season as quarterback and he really stuck on the fact of his inability of usage of the middle of the field and the inability to get the ball out of his hands quickly and i think that became more and more of a problem as the season went on and the teams got a little bit better. But Lane Kiffin seeing that is like, okay, we need to get Jackson to where he needs to be. And Jackson can absolutely do all of these things. But the only thing that's going to happen is if competition raises that level, that's really the only way to quickly raise that level. So you bring in a Spencer Sanders, who statistically is kind of the same quarterback as Jackson Dart. They may do it different ways, but if you look at the numbers, they're eerily similar. So they're going to go back and forth, and they're going to go at it. But this is the key, though, that I think everybody needs to know. And this is just my opinion, but this is the two scenarios out of three that Lane Kiffin wants to have happen next year. And that is either Jackson Dart wins the job, falls out, and goes pro, or Spencer Sanders just wins the job because at the heart of this, I think 2024 becomes the target for Ole Miss, the 12-team playoff, everything. And then you have a quarterback down there, Walker Howard, who if you look at his huddle film, it's it looks like Matt Corral in 2018. Matt Corral in those early years, something that we've already seen is what Lane Kiffin can do developing that quarterback. I think that becomes the target and they just want whoever to win the job this year to really ball out and just open it up for Walker. That's just my opinion.
0: So, how do you, uh, St- Stephen Willis, with Locked On Ole Miss podcast? What if if Spencer Sanders wins the job? Here, here's my theory. This day and age, Stephen, if kids want to transfer more than once, they can because nope they'll just make something up and. The NCAA doesn't want to get in any kind of fight with with student athletes right now, legal or otherwise. Um, so, if Spencer wins it, don't you think Dart finds a way out? And if Dart wins it, what does Spencer Sanders do? Uh, leave on a as a graduate transfer? How how does this look?
2: Well, that's weird because some schools have rules like a a certain minimum number of. Credits have to be taken at that institution to graduate. So Spencer might not be able to graduate in one semester at Ole Miss. I'm I'm not exactly sure about that rule, but I think you would have to think that Spencer would try to do that. But he would be in a severe disadvantage if he attempted to transfer because everybody else, you need that spring, you need that time, and all of a sudden. You know, maybe Spencer drops down to a Tulsa or something like that to that level but to get to the competition that he actually won at the Ole Miss level the Mississippi State level, the Auburn level, that level he'll be at a severe disadvantage if he were to lose the job in my opinion.
0: Okay. So you could see all three of them on the roster because one will be named starter and you feel confident Walker Howard like you said is the future but you You could see all three on the roster Labor Day weekend, regardless of
2: of who wins it, yeah, potentially, um just because of the logistics of getting out and now if If Jackson were to lose that job, it would be a little bit of a different story because he has more time. He has a red shirt here mm-hmm. um he he can do that, so if he decided to go and decided to go back to Utah, he could do that. Um, but for Spencer Sanders, he's kind of stuck, and Walker Howard's not going anywhere because I do think whoever wins the job is going to be the number one. Walker Howard will end up being the number two, and the number three quarterback is going to be who loses that job, in my opinion.
0: Okay. So the options could be Spencer Sanders, if he doesn't win it, moves down or maybe graduates at some point, mm-hmm. June or July. Jackson Dart. He's burned it, but I'm still not convinced that you can't bounce twice. I'm just not. Okay. And then Walker Howard becomes the number two. How do you, Who do you think will win it? Are you no idea?
2: I have no idea. Like I said, Jackson and Spencer are statistically the same quarterback. I think Jackson has all the talent in the world. He's a former Gatorade National Player of the Year. Anybody that's throwing dirt on that grave is making an absolute mistake. I do think Walker Howard's the future. But if you said, hey, Lane Kiffin, what do you want? I do think he would like Jackson Dart to ball out in 2023 and go pro. That, that's just my opinion there.
0: Okay. Uh, so you don't think Kiffin is totally soured on Dart?
2: No, I don't think so. I just think there's some holes that developed in his game and that was in his game that did not get addressed as quickly as he hoped it would that he thinks competition would do that. This, this is all fixable stuff. I mean, Jackson Dart, if he gets the ball out of his hands quickly, uses the middle of the field, runs the offense the way that it's meant to be run, he has all the ability to do that. I do think he's in love with the deep ball at the moment for whatever reason, and the lack of an Ole Miss elite slot receiver and a tight end hurt him. So we'll see if Michael Trigg develops this year, if Jordan Watkins takes a step in the slot receiver position. You know, somebody like Caden Lee or somebody in the middle. Maybe, the, maybe it looks a little bit different, but we'll see. This is a huge spring for Jackson. Spencer Sander coming off of his shoulder thing at Oklahoma State. We'll see where that was. And then Walker Howard's going to get, I'm telling you, he's going to get reps with the ones and twos. And they're going to consistently do that because Walker Howard wouldn't have come to Ole Miss otherwise. Okay. This
1: podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. Just go to ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.
0: Stephen uh, Willis locked on Old Miss podcast, joining us on the out of bounds show in the Farm Bureau insurance guest line. What, how would you gray? All right. So if, if, if then hadn't lost four in a row on the way out, would we be having this conversation around the QB room? Steven?
2: I, 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 yeah, I don't think so. Because if you think about it, if you look at it, Ole Miss might have lost four in a row, but Jackson Dart was one of the highlights of that team during that stretch. I think that, okay, over the last few years, and this is just things that I've noticed in my opinion. If you look at the Ole Miss fan base, going back to Matt Corral versus John Rice-Palmway, factions developed in fan base. They, de- they decided which one was the better quarterback, and they just defended it to the end. I still hear comments about John Rice Plumlee and Matt Corral today. I think the same <laughs> thing kind of happened with Luke Altwire and um, Jackson Dart in this past quarterback competition. So Jackson has a, a hard road to hoe, essentially, period. If he messes up, it's all confirmation bias. If he does something well, it's, it's lucky to a certain segment of the population. And the other side does the opposite of it. So I think a little bit of that is happening, but uh, Jackson played fairly well. The competition is needed and absolutely just for development, but I don't think there was as much worry as people was letting on. I think a lot of that was happening um, because of those old takes and defending them to the death.
0: Okay. Where do you think this team is uh, on defense? There seem to be a lot of Ole Miss people concerned at all three levels. I know there's talk of getting some work done in the May transfer portal. Uh, I mean, maybe a little bit. I don't know if it could be, like, earth-shaking. You may believe it could be. Where are you on on the defensive side of the football?
2: I think the defensive side of the ball, it could be a little clunky in year one. um, Because going to a Pete Golding defense from that 3-2-6, it was a weird defense. It was essentially a defense that was anti-air raid it, it was put there for that reason it basically it gave matt corral fits in 2020 2020 and um lane kiffin fell in love with that and it was really good you had um mississippi state doing what they're doing there was a lot of alabama doing what they're doing it was designed to affect that offense but well, the difference between the SEC and the Big 12, per se. The Big 12 will put a square peg in a round hole over and over again. And the SEC, once they figured out that they could run the ball five, six yards a play and just get that every time, the coaches took it. So the personnel was recruited for that defense. Pete Golden runs a little bit different stuff. The Jack linebacker comes to mind, like the Ole Miss recruited on late signing day, two or three players that fit that position because they didn't have it. Essentially, they were running a defense that was, you take a three-two-six, so it's basically a 4-3, and you take out the prey Jerry, the three technique, the horse run stopper in the middle, and then you got two defensive ends and a nose guard. Now, because of that, it's just going to be a little bit of a clunky fit. They're going to have to recruit there. They're going to have to transfer there. I do not think the May transfer portal is going to be that big of a deal. Um, I think there's going to be some movement. But I think the roster at this point is 97%, 98% done. Um, and so they're going to have to go into year two of Pete Golding, the December transfer portal period. The December signing day are going to become one because four schools like Ole Miss and Mississippi State and Oklahoma State and Auburn, 2024 just became the seminal year in their program, the 12-team playoff. All the teams coming in, all the new TV deals, everything. These schools need to be in a position for 2024 to make hay. Because like at Ole Miss, where a coach is making $9 million a year, that is where the rubber meets the road. So
0: 2023, much more difficult schedule, transition. I mean, trading Kentucky at home for at Georgia is, it? wow. Rough. And then and and then Pete Golding kind of in a I, I think what you're telling me a transition year, and then hoping that he can land enough next year, and then Walker Howard becomes the starter, and you, you try to make a run at the like tenth, eleventh, twelfth spot in the college football playoff type deal.
2: Yeah, Ole Miss is going to be talented enough in 2024 to make a run at that playoff. Um, they are. They need to take 2023 and maximize this, but also look towards that, develop towards that, think about that. Do not waste 2024 on a season like this season trying to get to eight wins when you have seven. You know, it, it, you, I think there needs to be a little bit of big thinking because everything's going to change. I, I look at 2019 to 2020 and to the start of that is kind of the interim period. When college sports completely changed, I think that'll be the moment to where it starts to get etched in the stone.